Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Epic Epoch Podcast. We are finally at the 1.0 launch, and most of us don't have too many server problems. So I'm your host, Perry the Pig, and with me as always is my co-host here, Dread. Dread, welcome Hello. back. Hello. Thank you, Perry. This is Dread. And in today's video topic, we're going to be doing the first official episode of the LE61 podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the LE61 is the air that you get when you're trying to like load into a town, doesn't quite get there. It's going to yeah. haunt people, but... It is. <laughs> Most of the people, once, once you the... get into monoliths, it's not too big a deal. But when you're I outside of monoliths, episode, when you're in the campaign, uh, it's a real pain in the butt. I wanted to call the episode the episode with David Harbour in it, but we didn't manage to get David Harbour on, sadly. I, I tweeted at him and he never responded. I was surprised. I know. I'm sure he's a busy man. <laughs> I'm sure he's a busy man playing loading screen simulator. I you know, he he might be doing that. Uh, I played I played loading screen simulator for uh six hour five and a half hours because I, I jumped on late. Mm -hmm. But it was about six hours of just like nothing yesterday. Yeah. Or on Wednesday. Yeah. Six six hours of nothing. Mm, yeah. It was good. So we have it was a fun. lot of things to talk about today. Uh, just before the podcast, we said we might not talk about COF versus Merchants Guild because yeah. you went Merchants Guild and I went COF. I yeah. just hit um, Empower Monoliths. I've been kind of slow going. I tested a bunch of stuff offline as well, but you've been like, just like nose to the grindstone apparently. So you're like 350 corruption mm -hmm. and so unempowered. So we yep. can talk a little bit about Merchants Guild versus. I can tell you right now. So my stats right now is I was at 300 corruption and I was rank seven. Uh, rank seven, uh, you know, MG at level 95. That seems to be like the, you know, like the numbers so far. But I did also kind of screw with my favor by not, I listed a bunch of items that people couldn't even buy, right, for a mm -hmm. while. So essentially I have a bunch of items that are like late, like that, that will sell later on mm -hmm. and when people actually rank up. So I kind of sucked up a lot of my favors. So a good tip, try to sell things that, are only sellable like that are easily bought, bought buyable by people that are in the lower tiers of the you know merchant skilled right mm -hmm. otherwise I hear you. you will have a bunch of favor that you're not spending and not getting like reputation from that's that's funny i've, I've seen some people yeah. list things for like one gold just so that they sell yeah. just so that they get the reputation for it trust me i've gotten a few good things because of it for one gold that's pretty funny yeah all right, so we can talk about Merchants Guild versus uh, CUF because I, I have I have a lot of people in Twitch chat who are filling me in yeah. on their experiences with it, and like I think CUF is awesome. So we can that'll talk about be a whole episode. I think that that'll be like the next six months, I'm sure. But yeah. um, we can talk about starter builds. We can talk about offline. We can talk about the games that we've been playing while we're waiting for uh, LE61 air to go away for the servers. Mm -hmm. uh, I started as a I, I did a bunch of offline stuff, a little bit as a paladin with healing hands, and a bunch of stuff testing out various setups for um, for Gathering Storm, which just got a bug fix. So real quick for Gathering Storm, there's a node that gives you base critical strike chance per Maelstrom, and I wanted to go crit because I wanted damage. Um, so that that was a kind of a hindrance, but I think I think Gathering Storm has a lot of promise to it. It's weird. I agree. I, I like the human form stuff. I like the proc stuff. Um, it'll take some time to figure out like the, what the best setups are because there's like some companion nodes in there. Do you want to be a beast master? Do you want to use a shaman? Do you want to be like storm totem stuff? Do you want to like indirect cast things? Do you want to be transformed maybe? But there's a lot of exciting stuff to explore with it and it's going to be a while to figure out exactly what to do with Gathering Storm. 
But it's exciting, yeah, I, and I love it. I theory crafted a version on YouTube, a Frostbite Tornado version with mm -hmm. Shaman. He had like 30 mana regen and shit, and like 100 attunement and all that. And I've gotten multiple people, like maybe 10, 15 people coming back to me and saying like, hey, this is good. So it seems like as though uh, the version I theory crafted is going really well with like the Frostbite. Without Frostbite, uh, without the boots, by the mm -hmm, way, mm -hmm. ironically, because you get enough pen anyways. So that's been interesting to see everyone come over to me like, hey, and then you can actually have movement working. speed without looking for LP boots. It's really yeah, nice. exactly. It's uh, it's really nice. It's, it's the one big downside of like playing a, a frostbite build is like you kind of want to use yeah. snowdrifts, but they have no movement speed. So like you need to get one LP and you need to get movement speed on them. Like that's yeah. As soon as you have one pair of snowdrift boots that have movement speed on them, you're like, oh man, look at all these builds I can play that won't frustrate <laughs> me anymore. Yeah, that's great. that's def yeah. So what I did was I was going to league start a crit healing hands paladin with a smite for single target. Mm -hmm. and so you, you all like to spell damage, sure. Yeah, we were going to utilize the divine bolts for clear and then smite for single target. But the problem ended up being that to get the divine bolts, you have to actually heal yourself and actually you know take damage and heal yourself. Oh. So that means you either needed like you know the sacrifice gloves where like you know you take like damage per second to heal yourself or you had to like use a twisted heart or whatever and that was really complicated when i was like level 50 so we actually made a full swing and i had to unlist my old video and i made make a new one and i made a community post apologizing about it but we made a full swing into electrify uh, uh electrify smite plus healing hands and it is absolutely blasting it is uh, i'm just I'm I'm in love with the build. I I never thought I'd ever be able to say the day that I'm playing a self cast smite build and not being like tongue in cheek, right? Like I'm actually playing a self cast smite build and like high corruption now, without it being an actual joke. Yeah. So three three hundred corruption. You said three hundred fifty. Three hundred is the old five hundred, and five hundred is like that's like non-trivial. That. That's that's kind yeah, of a lot three, of corruption. Three hundred is like uh, it's like. 300% more life and damage right Yeah, now. yeah, it's the, it's the old like 500 that. as a benchmark. It's crazy, yeah. It's really cool. And, yeah, the Electrify... So if you don't know what's going on with that build, the main reason why that build works so well is because uh, Healing Hands, when you hit with it, it spreads, the tar it spreads Electrify on a target to four different enemies, and you can keep doing that with Electrify, like you can do that with Healing Hands, and it averages out the Electrify stacks on everybody, so you can like end up with a rare with like 100 Electrify stacks with like two casts of your Smite, right? Huh. And that that has been great, right? It's like Pathfinder Prolif from PoE, remember? Mm -hmm. Where like all the Prolif would like coalesce on one target, and that has been great. Uh, and the new F, like the new base items, like the dot mitigation uh, items and the new base helmet, like all of that, just absolutely amazing. Just really, really good. Yeah, like really good. Like, oh my God, it's night and day difference. Literally night and day difference. Um, The new base items, when we were looking over them, we were talking about like what the implicit values were. Uh, and then people started pointing out, hey, by the way, these things have a ton of fucking armor on them. Way more oh, armor yeah. than they used to. Like the old belt, the best belt was like 50 to 100 armor. Maybe, arguably, the best belt now is the pro, um, pro, Proletariat? Praetorian. Praetorian. Proletariat. Praetorian. The Praetorian, which goes up to 250 armor, which is like over yeah. double what it used to be. It's a wild amount. And Sentinel, yeah, and like, like, the, the Sentinel, Sentinel body armor? So well, yeah. The body on armor with 700 armor on, on it? Gloves. 
Yeah. 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 And, and the body and armor code and code. Yeah. You get like 80% less damage taken from fizz dots and like 60% less damage taken from like other dots. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be insane. Like I only have like 67% armor right now. And like I can face tank dots now for the most part it's that's nice. that's huge oh, like damage over time used to be the one thing that like we really complain about in terms of defenses because yeah. there were so few ways to mitigate it block did nothing yeah it's with res res was literally only, like res and life right like yeah. no block no dodge from a glass and blows 3.6k life and i'm doing like 300 the new 300 corruption like it's nothing that's wild so it's great yeah it's great it's amazing interesting and it looks like the self-cast huh? smite built by the way <laughs> when would you ever play self-cast smite? are you twisted heart no it's because I'm hitting with smite and the lightning bolts, applying electrify, and then healing hands hits after that and then spreads those stacks. So I press once or twice and the whole pack is dead. Mm-hmm. It's oh, like, oh. it's amazing. Right okay. now I'm at like 350k <laughs> ticks on the dummy as well. So like the damage is also keeping up. So that's great. I just deleted your camera there for a moment. I apologize. That's okay. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. um, you've uh, you've uh, been great. You've uh, you have a party going on in the background. Hmm? Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, one moment here. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, let me turn off my camera real quick okay. while you explain I'm gonna, stuff. I'm going to talk to Twitch chat. Hey, Twitch chat, how you doing? So what else can we talk about? Um, I feel like there's so many things to say, but the loading screen. So so roughly my experience on day one was sitting on my computer, just, uh, applying copium to Twitch chat for about six hours while we were trying to load in the game, while we were like playing offline explaining to people that there's not actually a streamer queue that I'm just playing offline and that's why I'm able to be in the game right now. So once uh, once once we calmed the fears of all the PoE exiles who were worried about a streamer queue existing, we were playing a couple things offline. I realized how garbage my gear is offline because I haven't logged in there for a while. But the healing hands idea that we, uh, that we outlined briefly there was a totally different direction than what Dred's been talking about which is awesome. Like healing hands is a wonderful skill. I'm actually surprised that they allowed it to have a hundred percent proc rate off of casting smite or attacking with the melee thing. Normally proc rates in last epoch don't go up to a hundred percent chance, but I think the smite one is fair because like you're self casting smite. Let's be real. Yeah. Like the melee melee attack. That's interesting. That's wild to me. I'm my problem is right. So this is something I've been saying, and I'm sure you've been seeing too. I think this is just the new standard. I think it's just the new standard. I mean, like it's good. Like Warlock, I love it. Like they, that's just what they want, and I'm okay with that. Like Sentinel being good for once and not a piece of shit. Like yeah. Sentinel actually having EHP against dots and like yes. actually having skills to be used and like things that it actually does well, like stacking armor now. Like I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. And like armor being relevant against. It. <laughs> The the yeah, difference like, that it makes having it apply to damage over time is awesome. It's it's such yeah, a it's, big difference. Imagine if you didn't have that and you had to deal with the stupid flamethrower cats. You'd oh. you'd feel so dumb for building so much armor. Yeah, it's yeah. it's amazing now. Um what else? So you are a hater when it comes to Tempest Strike. Uh so I think the new Tempest Strike is interesting. I think it has some uses for it. I just think that if you're trying to do like the spell damage oriented Tempest Strike, it's yeah. just going to be awful. It's awful. I like spell damage, but there are other ways of using it. So we we did a little bit of exploring with uh, with Tempest Strike, and yes. a, a lot 
of how we segued into Tempest Strike came from Gathering Storm because like I was playing Shaman, I was trying Gathering Storm yeah. stuff. And people were saying, hey, like you could use like a generator spender setup for Gathering Storm because I was attacking in melee form, yeah, in, in human sense, form. Yeah. And you can build Gathering Storm stacks and then you can kind of like discharge them, so to speak, with a Tempest Strike with all of your Tempest disabled. So you get giga attack speed yeah, and so you're just, just like, yeah. and it's like, that's, it's pretty cool. There's a node yeah. in Tempest Strike that also gives you uh, stacking flat spell damage per attack that you've done recently. And you yeah, can get like 80 yeah. or 100 flat spell damage. And like all of those are getting applied to your, um, so whatever spell you're discharging. A it's version cool. of a build that I plan on playing, by the way. It's my build, by the way. I put copyright on it. So okay. I can't steal it. But I'm teasing, but still. But the idea is you use the node inside Tempest Strike, I mean, inside Gathering Storm, that gives you a 40% chance on minion hit to give you a storm stack. Mm. And then you spam totems right with the thorn totems with the attack speed or cast speed or whatever and then you just put them out there they hit the target they have a 40 percent chance and then use tempest strike to expend those stacks with attack speed right and then the idea is to get your minions to give you so many stacks per second to match your tempest strike attack speed so that you can just like hold down tempest strike you just right? if you ever go down to zero the loop stops what, what do you mean the loop stops you need to have at least one storm stack in order for your minions to give you storm stacks. Oh, you're right. Actually. Yeah. It means that you can't do it. Oh. You can't use that technology in a transform state because you can oh. only generate storm stacks outside of a transform that's, state. That's But it's that's it's, it's a good idea though. It's not a bad idea. Uh, yeah. It's garbage. No, I think I think it's worth exploring. Um yeah, another another idea. Another <laughs> idea that I came up with um that i already have the nft for it please don't copy this you can send money to me if you'd like to play this build yeah, but of course, yeah. <laughs> um on a on a tier list that came out before last epoch 1.0 existed uh they recommended uh like a, like a, it was like a b tier build yeah. i think they put it as because yeah. they already tested the relative strength of all builds and put them on a tier list before we can play them uh it was tempest strike plus spell eq and that sounds awesome doesn't it tempest yeah. strike giving I... us like a stacking flat spell damage and like it also works as a mana generator, and then like your big uh, spell EQ. My problem with that build is like, you could just use swipe and get the double crit multi, and also as well the more damage from swipe. So I'm not entirely sure how I feel about that specific because mm. you could just do the same thing with swipe that get like yeah, but EQ is a huge effectiveness of added damage to it. It does. That is correct. Well, if you do the spell version, there would yeah. be the melee version. Yeah, yeah. I think the spell version could be interesting. With so maybe, that, maybe right? like like melee, you go swipe. Spell, you go uh, tempest yeah. strike. Okay, could be. Yeah, interesting. something like that. It's just like swipe is just so good. It's hard to compete with it. You know. I I have some builds that I want to try for tempest strike that are actually just going to require yeah. like twenty six like, or twenty seven levels in it. If you were playing swipe with the dual wield thing, running the for uh, running the set the health regen set and the uh, shard of the saddle land sure yeah but with earthquake instead with melee cold like imagine how much damage that's gonna do that's mm -hmm. that's something i want to do eventually obviously this is a build you could have played before but still but the fact um, that we even have options great. now like yeah every like every single build needs to reevaluate whether you're using I smite think, or gathering storm or or tempest yeah, that's I think wonderful there might be a build that either plays bleed or it plays like some kind of ailment 
with Tempest Strike, and you just go for as much attack speed as possible, like the old Serpent Strike builds. That might be a thing. I oh think. fuck! That's a lot wait, of, wait. That's a lot of attack. Bleed. There. Yeah. That might be the solution to the build that I was brainstorming. So I mentioned a second yeah. ago that there was a build that I wanted to play that needed like twenty six or twenty seven levels to it. And like, if if you get a plus four chess piece to Tempest Strike, you gotta try Tempest Strike turning off the Elemental Tempest. Are you getting a plus four? Just for, use... for your chess piece. Oh no! Oh no! No! The and stupid then... Elemental Nova chest. It's it's class specific. It would have been perfect. Oh, that's funny. No, no just like just like plus four tier seven Tempest Strike. You'll yeah. find it eventually. That would have been so much fun though. <laughs> um, but no, I want to uh I want to proc as many tornadoes as possible. Cause like whenever you proc a tornado, you can yeah, also proc yeah. the tornado skill tree. And like maybe bleed's the answer. Like I kind of want to go it, like it physical just makes damage over everything time. Go together, right? That's yeah. The idea. But like you really need a lot yeah. of plus levels to it. Plus plus That's levels like of Tempest Strike is gonna be like a high priority. When as soon as I saw Tempest Strike, right, and we talked about this in the last podcast, I didn't upload because I was busy. But And it no longer uh, exists. Okay. The problem the problem with the Tempest Strike is like you you have three different spells, and even if you turn off one of them, right? Even if you turn off one of them or two of them, you still have to go through the animation of the other two. But it's so, so fast. It is so fast. But the problem becomes like, is a one in three attack with a random spell you cast from Tempest Strike, is that actually going to do enough damage like to actually function? Like, Maybe if you're question. an ailment build and you can like, yeah, your like melee attack speed is applying I an think ailment you as well. Turn off the the tornado, maybe. And then you just go with the other two, but then at the same time, you might want the tornado because you can turn on a tornado with the uh -huh. tornado, right? If you have so enough like, plus levels to it, absolutely. Yeah, like, so, and then maybe you could do a version where you just don't turn it off and you just go with the chances to trigger extra. Uh -huh. Maybe that version is fine, but then you'd have to get generic elemental penetration, generic spell damage, which the skill gives you, by the way. So I think there's going to be a lot of different ways. I'm going to try... When I play a Beastmaster, next time I level a Beastmaster. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Beast Beastmaster, Shark, Crit, Aspect yeah. of the Lynx. I'm yeah, going totally. to play the stupid Tempest Strike build where you get the 40% into each thing and see if I can make it work. We'll see if it's actually good. I love right? it. I, I, yeah. I think I think uh, riding off Tempest well, Strike too early would be a big mistake. The, well, we'll turn off, we might turn off the Tornado, though. Because you want to spell Crit at that point, yeah. Yeah, but like it might. we might keep it on... You might keep it off. It depends. Because like attacks, you can turn proc tornado. Well, the, it, it, like, each one gives a minus mana cost for the attack as well. And like the yeah, mana cost so is going to be an issue if you don't turn, turn anything off. That one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think shaman is the problem. What? I don't think what? shaman's a problem at all. Shaman's insane now. Like, uh, I, I, I don't know about insane. I have to forgive. I have to forgive Mr. Shaman, okay? Because I was shit talking it. But with the new skill tree, Shaman actually looks sick and dope. Not Shaman, Shaman has eight, like two nodes that got changed. Not only did it get an eight. Well, the thing is, is that that's all it needed because it has 8% less damage taken. It has 60% increased mana regen for free because of the new attunement node, right? That's a lot, by the way. That's less affixes you have to put on your gear, right? Because your attunement stacking anyways for other reasons. I, I would and, still like to see a number of buffs to Shaman. But, I agree, but at the same time, then you have the spell damage percent nodes per totem, mm -hmm. and then like, or you have the melee one. Like, I think right now, as it currently stands, Shaman 
is no longer just complete and utter garbage. Oh. It is on the same level as like I would put like Void Knight, where like I, you can. Play I think Void Knight's way better, to. by the way. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I let's pause for a second. Low Void Knight's way really better good, than Shaman. Man. What ah. do you mean? Well, you could play Low Life Shaman, right, with the totem stuff and the res. Like I think Low Life Shaman's pretty good. If you're if still we're... playing a Primalist, you still have aspect of the boar. Right? That's true. You like, still have to pay like, twenty three point tax. Better, like I think that's better than Void Knight right now. <laughs> um, but the, you're like you're talking about things outside of Shaman, like the Shaman mastery, the Shaman yeah. mastery, and the Shaman skills. I think are just like. Oh, Real. the shaman skill, like, other than tornado, the shaman skill sucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, uh, like, earthquake is great, uh, but it's not shaman. Avalanche doesn't like, exist. If avalanche shifted with earthquake, it would be a lot more interesting. Yeah. Now, that would piss off a lot of people, and it would also fuck up Boulder's Wrath, so maybe they don't do that. But, like, um, yeah. I, I have a hot take for you, and I want to share this real quick. Mm. We've been talking about shaman being, like, exciting, and I basically league started a shaman because I was playing stuff offline. I played a little bit of stuff online, too. Yeah. Um, is our our hot take that we came up with that i want to run by you is marksman the worst class uh i'll have to play the blast rain first before i can say that it's real squishy no forge guards worse than Marksman. you think forge guards worse yeah 100 100 it's got defenses it's yeah, got but so, so but marksman has access to shadow daggers. You could literally play shadow dagger marksman with smoke bomb with the new traversal smoke bomb. Okay, have, like, 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 it, like you got to remember, like we're we're comparing we're comparing forge guard to shadow daggers here, right? Well, is this not really a shadow dagger bow build? There's like one no. that you put together. I I, yeah, I know yeah. I know but, you put one together. But, what but, like, but like if we're just talking about generic power. Right, just generic power. Just was literally just like oh, yeah. Twitch, Twitch chat right? understands. So let me let me explain more. Yeah. The the Mark's first the first half of the skill Thank tree. Thank you. <laughs> the first half of the skill tree for Paladin and for Void Knight and the other skills that you get to spec into, you get access to a lot of things as a Forge Guard. Like yeah, but isn't that the same thing? That, it's like, not. Mark's it's not though. Falconer. No, because like look at look at Blade Dancer. Dancer. There's almost no overlap. Between what a marksman would do and what a blade dancer would do. I mean, there's like, nothing. Like I said, you also get access to the skills too, right? What? Okay, what skills though? Shadow you Cascade. Get access to Umbral Blades. Umbral Blades is base. Yeah. Yeah. Which means marksman has access to it. It's a. It's a fucking like, bow skill. It, oh my god. But it's that strong that it doesn't matter. I'm being serious. It's just because, like, if if marksman for some reason didn't have access to any of that. But if you were story. if you were doing a shadow dagger build, you'd rather just not be a marksman. Yeah, but if you were doing a forge guard build, you'd rather just not be a forge guard. You okay? For, <laughs> like, we're we're <laughs> arguing over like okay, are they are they close enough that it's an argument? Uh no, I th I think it is close enough that it's an argument. No, I think marksman is like real. I think you can play Jokor's explosive trap marksman, and that could blow past like any other like. Like any any forge guard build instantly, right? The old, like even even now with all of the flat that you get for the minion affixes, you don't even play like the stupid uh, manifest armor build on forge guard anymore. You don't yeah. even play it on. You play it on paladin, right? So like forge guard just got everything it was good at just stripped away from it. It's gone. It's dead. I think. It's got it's got healing hands. It's got channel well, healing let's, hands. Let's, let's, let's like just just for reference, right? 
let's just compare the mastery skills, right? What does Forge Guard get? It gets Forge Strike, right? Okay, Forge Strike. You can scale. You can for, you can scale your your minion duration and then consume the minion duration what, and turn it into is, more armor, more damage on Rise. Yeah, but what does Marksman get access to? Hail Detonating nothing. Hail of I mean, no, Hail of Arrows at the top of the tree is like one of the stronger skills in the entire video game. Like, wait, wait, wait. You're you're comparing the wrong skills though. I mean, detonating arrow. Detonating arrow is still a really strong skill with drill cores now. Like, have you tried the explosive? That's a melee. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, but it you're right. You're matter. right. Yeah. Like, yeah. who cares? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think I think there's an argument. Hail of arrows is literally the only marksman skill. Yeah. Listen, I I think there's an argument to be made that marksman might be the bottom of the barrel. Maybe second I, I to the bottom of the barrel. I still think Forge Guard is still at the bottom of the barrel by far. It's it's like multiple magnitudes worse than Marksman because magnitudes I can worse. look at a Marksman and enjoy my time. I don't enjoy my time on Forge Guard. It feels uh -huh. like a punishment. It feels like I'm being sent there to like work in the mine. <laughs> like it's like the only time I actually enjoy Forge Guard is when I'm playing Smelter's Wrath. Yeah, that's the only time because I like Smelter's Wrath, not because Smelter's Wrath is good. <laughs> which one would you rather see get dev time to get updated sooner marksman forge guard or stork forge guard forge just guard forge guard just forge guard it needs to like it, it got reworked years ago and it's fallen out of favor so hard it's so like sork at least sork you can play sork and like you're at least you play glaciers you're you're worse <laughs> like you're a worse rude master, but at least a worse rude master is twenty times better than a forge guard. Sorg right? is very good. I actually I yeah. I, I kind of did this as a joke. Really good, right? I kind of did yeah. this as a joke, but in my video that I put out for starter builds for people playing, I just I didn't recommend a Sorg build. I was like, Sorg's fine. The, the power level of Sorg yeah. is totally appropriate. It just but it's boring. It's less, why yeah, would you do yeah. it? It's boring. Why why so would a new player the look only at the reason to play Sorg now is you can like essentially do that meteor trick I talked about. Yeah. That's like the only thing Sork has going for. Or like maybe it has it ignite like duration extra, in its skill tree. Yeah. It has maybe like it access to black hole. Mana. Yeah, but, uh, it, you get like an extra 30 mana per second at Sork, essentially, if you do it right. Mm -hmm. and that's essentially what you get at Sork, which turns out is pretty good, but turns out Root Master is pretty fucking good too. I, I was <laughs> I was thinking about the fantasy of like someone looking at like these classes, like Blade Dancer, you're jumping around, you're like a ninja. That's really yeah. cool. I want to play Zed and Riven from League of Legends. Or like Marksman, I want to use a bow. Or like, you know, I want to play... I think Marksman, I feel like people don't understand... That like the problem with marksman was like uh, I can't fucking even pull up the planner because it's dead right now. I guess I'll go to the this one instead. One moment. But the problem with marksman was it was the same thing like lich where like it just didn't have any synergy with the second half, like the bottom half of Netflix yeah, yeah, totally agree. It, but now falconer, like if you go look at falconer's passives, right? There's a node in falconer's passives where is it? Uh, there is, where is it? I gotta find it. There is 60 HP. That's a good start because Marksman's never got any HP, right? Maximum health gained is endurance threshold 15%. If you haven't been hit that recently, yeah. Good. Yep. good. And that's really good for bosses. You get, like, where is it? Uh, You get the increased dodge rate in here. Like, that's in mana regen. That's like, okay. And then you get, yeah, like, like are, you, are you looking like, for the percent just, increase bow damage node? Yeah, bog, no, dude. That's like awesome. The thing, the main thing that's actually good 
like I'll be honest, it's just the eighty knife from Wilderness Scout. Like, <laughs> it's just like, the I'm life. being serious. I'm I being know, serious. I know you're being serious. Like that's like that plus the shroud of dusk. Like, yeah. That, so that's enough. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you're calling out the defenses. I used to say that the only quiver that existed for marksmen was Arrow Guard. Yeah. And now they nerfed Arrow Guard again. You have even it's less Glens so and Glow Chance. I don't know why. That's wild. Why, why did they do that? Yeah. yeah, like maybe they want to give us more ways of like they really want us to cap our glancing blood with like the fucking dust route stacks. Well, I don't realize that like the dust route stack stacks are so inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, Falconer <laughs> can do it. Falconer's got good stuff, yeah. but yeah. Man, like when it comes to a marksman, um, you it, it wasn't like Arrow Guard is the best quiver and it's the only quiver yeah. that exists because it's so much better than everything else. It what you it's had. because everything else sucks and you have no defenses and you need defenses. Yeah. Like like compare it to like Zuriel's hunt, right? And Sanguine Man, Horde unique quivers quiver. are really bad. Like, you might literally just end up using a fucking Sanguine Horde, not because it has stats on it, but because it has 60 HP on it. Yeah. You literally might just use it because of that. Like, like that's how... And But the thing is, all of those issues pale in comparison to all the issues i always have when i play a forge guard like <laughs> like it's like like that's like my problem with this discussion is like when i play a marksman my only problem with marksman is damage over time what Guess skills what are you using as a marksman hail of arrows i mean hail okay, okay so that's a strong skill it is man. it is and i like hail of arrows but like hail what, of arrows what's is like 20 times better than the other two hail of arrows i i rate hail of Traverse, arrows as like an traversal excellent. smoke bomb buffed it a lot like, I, I rate Hail, Hail of Arrows as like you know, like a tier. Not not yeah. like it's not it's a fair build, but it's one of the best fair builds yeah. in the game. Yeah, like I I like it, and like, and I'm not even being biased. I'm just being serious. Yeah, like, Hail of Arrows is a good skill. It's, okay, so and what's what's the next build after new, that? You have new the Blast Rain too. You have like the Explosive Trap stuff. Like that has a lot of good synergy with Marksman. Like that's really cool. You could play it on a Falconer, but like, it's still it's still a buff to Marksman, right? That skill is still an objective buff to marksman because it is a better way of playing multi-shot marksman. I mean, with like it's a better way of playing marksman with the rain of winter or like whatever, right? I think like, I think multi-shots. I think multi-shots probably the, the number two build. Yeah, like and multi-shot is like a fine build. It's good. Like it's good enough. Like for instance, I was just playing a bleed multi-shot build like a while back, like before this patch, mm -hmm. and I was getting to like 300 k ticks without sure. like too much investment and now with merchant guild, i could do way better right mm -hmm. but like that wasn't that bad like i think i think marksman is a bad skill tree in terms of defenses and because of like you know because you're using a bow but it's the same kind of problem that like using a two-handed weapon is right where you're like you just don't have that many defenses anyways right and i think a forge guard two-handed build is significantly worse than a bow marksman because at least with a bow mark like the reason at least why you have range or what fine. yeah range okay. that's it that's mm -hmm. the problem mm -hmm. it's like range right like that's that's the problem and forge guard just doesn't get benefited for being in the face of enemies enough it's it's not like in like like at least marksman like marksman is good at one thing and one thing only it's good at being a bow build right that's what it's good at doing Forge Guard isn't good at doing anything. <laughs> like let let me let me use this as a way to transition. If if we keep ragging on things that yeah, are bad in the ahead. game, we're gonna yeah, be here all day. Good. You're good. Yeah. Which I like, but 
Yeah. So we're, we're talking about uh, bottom of the barrel things, and I'm trying to make arguments for things being bad because mm -hmm. I like stirring the pot. But what? Uh, so so Forge Guard will be reworked someday. There's no yep. way that it won't be. Oh, yeah. It's so scattered, and people meme on it all the time, and that brings a lot of attention to it. Is there a chance that we see a reworked Forge Guard focusing on the brand new defensive stat? That should every every single build should be building this. Parry would be insane. Yeah, let's get let's get like a parry sub theme defense for Forge Guard. I think that's a wonderful idea. Parry, parry, shilling, parry. <laughs> what a what a you know, parry, shilling, parry. Wonderful. And then Forge Guard already has ways to mitigate the damage over time portion that parry lacks. Yeah. So you could yeah, exactly. you could like build like the potion stuff, keep the potion stuff in there. You get armor applies to damage over time, and then parry mitigates hits, and then. You're like you're not building I block because using two handers. The take nodes, the take the block off of Forge Guard. Yeah, two make the node the block that make that node instead of block while wielding a shield. Make it block while two handers. Every chance per dex while wielding a two handers. Yes. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Like, oh. You want a new like, job? EHG. Hire this man. No, Woo. don't. I am too busy as it is. Don't hire this man. <laughs> but I like it. I like the idea a but, lot. Yeah. Like. Like that would be fine. I like so, I like that. Do do you have the text of what Perry does right in front of you? It's like I know it, what it, does. It, it, it's it's like hundred percent less damage taken, right? Yeah. Or hundred percent reduced. Like you take zero damage. Yeah, you take zero damage, but it still counts as a hit, so you can do retaliate stuff still. So like Great. for instance, that stupid retaliate build with like the chest gets buffed by this yeah, technically. Yeah. <laughs> so Perry Perry <laughs> Chance rolls as a prefix on weapons, which is weird. Yeah. Because generally speaking, your weapons are there to deal damage, and you want to hit people with them. Mm -hmm. You could it's build it the minion version. You could build that as a minion, yeah. Not. So like you know, Maybe twenty not. twenty percent parry chance is like that. I you're, think you're, it's the highest you can get. So important on a weapon on a on a minion build. Like yeah, like on those because they use your weapon, right? I guess. Oh, your oh, you mean forge weapons? Yeah, forge weapons. Sure. Yeah, I guess your minions get the parry chance. I guess that's interesting. Huh. Wait a minute. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. That they should, unless it's bugged, which I it could very well be is. bugged, but that it is interesting. Because like forge weapons do have an issue with survivability, <laughs> and giving the parry chance could be cool. I think yeah. I think Forge Guard will be a natural home for parry chance. And like parry yeah. kind of sucks right now. Everyone everyone knows that's parry why sucks. When they said there's no way of capping parry yeah. for now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's <laughs> it's kind of garbage right now. Parry parry's not great. But in the future, I mean I parry hope shows a lot of potential. Parry, when they buff parry, I hope that they buff dodge at the same time. Yeah, I could see that too. For non-rogues, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe non-serpent strike users. You you talked about um, a two-ended melee forge guard not having the same defenses as a marksman just because marksman is range. And then you can't really yeah. quantify range. Like You can't write that down in EHP mm. calculation. But like when it comes to two-handers, all of my two-hander builds use Titan Heart because yeah. you just get a two LP Titan Heart you put life plus whatever your offensive stat is, and that's your payoff for getting to play a two-hander build. And like yep. Arrow Guard kind of had the same problem. Like you're playing a bow build, you're playing Arrow Guard. You're playing a two-hander build, like you play this. We need mm -hmm. more options. It's not the Titan. Titan Heart is not OP. I guarantee you Titan Heart's not OP. It is not OP at all. But it's fine. It's the option it's that- It's HP base. It can't be OP. It's the option <laughs> that exists. So it'd be nice to have other options that exist instead so that we have opportunity cost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, opportunity costs. Yes. I I like parry in the game. We can talk about uh, well, you've been playing Warlock, right? How's that been? Uh, smooth sailing, calm seas, excellence, hard to mess up. Great. Yeah. Great. 
I haven't messed with it much, but I've been seeing things around. I saw the 20k ward uh, build. I I saw all the other shenaniganry. What, I, what's I the 20k the ward stuff? I haven't seen that. Oh, uh, so that was the bleed warlock setup that Lizard was playing. It was like ridiculous. Sure, great. Yeah, it was like <laughs> stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought he was playing a lich though, isn't he? No, uh, it was it was when he was showcasing it offline. I mean, he was showcasing it like before the patch launched. Good. He was like showing it off. Uh, yeah. I I still feel so weird about that stuff. I know. Like showcasing builds and build guides and and tier lists mm. before the patch launches. It still just feels like such a weird choice that they made. I think in the end, I've thought about this for a while. And my opinion about it is mainly just like, as someone who has no business talking about this, by the way. Go on, go on. You know. But uh, I think, like, even Mike didn't know, right? Other people in EHG did know, but Mike didn't know about, like, the Gathering Storm and the Healing Hands tree being, like, in the planner the day before or whatever, mm. or, like, earlier or whatever, right? Even Mike didn't know that. I'm like, well, if they're gonna do this in the future, like, I, I it would, I would help, I would hope that they would at least tell Mike, like, poor Mike. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, uh, like, I think with all the thing that happened around Warlock and all that stuff, I think in the future they're going to at least like, I think it's EHC's fault in this in this regard by the way i think maxwell's just doing their job mm -hmm. they're doing like they were well in their right to do it they generated a ton awesome. of hype yeah there you go yeah that was that was that was their job i think it's more like on ehg to like make more solid like lines and conditions and stuff mm -hmm. they don't want that to happen now if they want it to happen then it's fine there's nothing wrong with it right but the, as well like you know people like i don't really care i like let's be real i give two shits by the way i just really don't care i'm playing the game now who gives a shit right but a lot of people didn't like it so that's up to ehg's decision i'm gonna pivot off this topic because again mm -hmm. it's another one that yeah. we could sit here for literal hours and discuss mm -hmm. we might do that offline but i think for the podcast we can move on to something else I mm -hmm. want to talk about a little bit for Merchant Guild versus yeah. Um, we can talk about a for just COF. Talk about. I can talk about my experience with. So Merchant so Guild. when when did you get your uh, your faction? What what was your experience so, there? What did I do? I rushed to Empowered Monos, and then I used a Temporal Sanctum key to skip to Majelka, and then got my Merchant's Guild, and then I walked into one Empowered Mono. And I got like three reputation levels instantly. So it is, in my humble opinion, it, it the meta is still push to empowereds first, then get a temporal sanctum key, and then go into monos because the reputation gain that you get from in normal monos is not worth the pain of walking through the fucking campaign, mm -hmm. <laughs> like doing chapter seven, doing all yeah. of chapter eight, doing chapter nine not as well. Worth it. Yep. Because you get way better buffs and way better gear by just doing monoliths, right? And then skipping later when you get a temporal mm -hmm. sanctum key, which are not rare, by the way, by that time. So um, I, I had a similar experience at the very beginning, but like I, I was like level yeah. 65 or so. I was doing normal monoliths. I dropped a temporal sanctum key, went, did the skip, did it, and then I kept going. Yep. And yep, I, exactly. I, 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 it felt like maybe a minute, maybe two minutes, and I was also yeah. level three in my reputation. Yeah, it was just like, I'll be honest, like, 
it's not worth doing the campaign still. <laughs> it did not fix that problem at all. But so did, did you find yourself like buying stuff immediately? Stuff. Like what, what were you looking for? Nope. Like, women's speed boots? Nope. I didn't no? have to do anything until I got to like reputation like three or whatever when I was able to buy a bleeding heart. And then I apparently had been so far into the game at that point versus other people that when I looked in MG, Tenki and I looked it over together mm -hmm. at the time, and there was just nothing. It was a complete ghost town. Mm -hmm. But that's because of the reveal shenanigans, right, obviously. And as soon as I went to sleep and woke up, I was like, wait a second. There's actually a market here, and it was somewhat decent. Okay. And then what I did was I bought, like, an exalted weapon, like the can speed. I bought, like, an Aurelis to buff my build. Like, I did a few things to buy. I did a bunch of selling, and I got my reputation up and all that. And then it took me all the way from that point, which was like 100 corruption, to get to 300 corruption, just to have the right, right? Just to have the right mm -hmm. to be able to buy exalted items. And that was what I was assuming to be the giant power boost. That's how MG like catches up with COF mm -hmm. a little bit. Because before that, it's garbage. COF is better early, right? But then as soon as I got that power boost, it was like insane. Like I got like, it was like 2K armor, like crit avoid cap from no crit avoid cap. I got like so much extra damage. I got like a two LP, like a relis with better rolls. I got like, I got two new rings. I got the new armor dot mitigation bases. Like all that combined took me from somewhat struggling in 300 corruption to being like, not even a it's like even, dumpster. Yeah. Like whatever. Right. And I think that's the thing. COF is really good, especially early on from what I heard. But then as soon as MG, you get to like seven and you actually get to buy items that are actually worth your time. That's when like it starts catching up a lot. So you're, you're emerging to level to seven. Point. You're buying exalted items. What's what's yeah. the price tag that people are doing right now? Is it like 100 gold, like, 10,000 gold? I think around it's the average is like 100K. It okay. could be cheaper, more. So my, like, my stash caps right now. I bought like I, I bought like ten stash tabs and they cost like a hundred hundred thousand gold yeah. at this point. That's like okay. one item. Gotcha. And like I've been selling like twisted hearts for like five hundred k each. It depends on the rolls, right? Mm -hmm. And like there, I bought like two for five hundred k for half a million gold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I've been and I've been buying two two LP ladles at like fifty k a pop for some reason. Cool. It was All right. right. Sure. Wow. Whatever. Yeah. The, to be honest. <laughs> The gold isn't the problem, it's the favor. Really? It's the favor, yeah. Like, not having enough favor to do things and reputation. It's the reputation grind. Because as soon as you get to the reputation, like, for instance, as soon as I get to, like, as soon as I get, right, to the end where I can, like, actually buy LP uniques, mm -hmm. that's when, like, like all of them, like, bleeding hearts, stuff like that, that's when, uh, that's when it's going to get really stupid. Yeah. And... I think like it might have legs versus COF. And the way I explain it before I end here, before I give give it over to you, the way I explain it is right now, it seems like as though when you play MG, your gear is all going to be good on average. Your idols are going to be good. Your gear is going to be good. Nothing is going to be straight out pog tier amazing unless you get a lucky drop right mm -hmm. but they're all going to at least be average good more average like in higher average than like 
with with COF. I believe but that. COF, you're gonna drop. You're gonna be playing Falcon, right? Falcon or whatever. You're gonna drop like a three LP bow or some shit, and you're gonna have really strong items and really bad items. Mm-hmm. So, like for instance, you might have a three LP bow and like a double exalted ring or something like that. But then I look at your idols, and they're literally gonna be four trash. Yeah, and that's actually one of the biggest benefits of MG is, is the getting idols. Good idols is a complete joke. Getting good idols, like I've been selling like my idols for like a hundred k each, like a uh, double HP idols or like a few hundred k. Like those were rare. Like, like yeah. how many double HP idols did you have before? Like I have like zero right patch. now. Yeah, the last patch. I mean. Oh, I uh, small handful. I have like five, the five percent one. I have right? five well rolled ones. Yeah, right? well rolled is a big difference. Yeah, I have five well-rolled ones already because I've been buying them. Because the biggest problem, uh, no, not like not not exactly five thirty, but like I've been getting a bunch of them, right? And the problem is, is like it's getting to that point is the problem. It takes a while. You're mm-hmm. playing like non-COF gameplay. You're like playing COF, but worse. Mm-hmm. Up until you get to that point, which is the main tr- struggle, right? So that's my opinion on it. It's like I think. COF is really big and bursty, while MG is just a- on average good. It's like I'm I'm glad to hear up. that you have such a good opinion of Virgin's Guild. I was worried that uh, COF was gonna be like Fog Champion. So I mean, if you ask me, like the end of day one, I'd be like, yeah. it's absolutely fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> we chose a perfect time for this because yeah. the market had enough time to exist now. Okay. But I do run into the problem where sometimes the item I want to buy doesn't exist. So, like, that will happen right now, at least. I don't know in the future, obviously, but, like, right now. So it's definitely not a one-sided show. It's more like a, holy fucking crap, I need to, like, like MG is, like, heavy-weighted at the end. It's, mm-hmm. like, you get a bunch of random stuff in the beginning that are, like, meh. But then, like, as soon as you get to the end, it's, like, now I can keep up with these COF nerds, right? But... I still think COF is still better if you plan on playing for three months, <laughs> like in the end, because like you're going to get so many drops, you're going to be able to play so many different builds because of it. But, but like MG definitely has legs. We'll see how long it lasts, right? Do you still feel as though that there's something lacking in the comparison between Merchant's Guild and COF with the prophecy system? Like COF has uh... prophecies and there's nothing on paper so, that looks like Merchant's Guild has. I think it's fine for now. I think the only reason it feels bad right now is because of the lack of content in general the game has. Hmm. So if the game had more content, like for instance, like if I had more things like exiled mages to go kill and get LP ladles or stuff to sell or experimental items to sell, then like it would feel much less worse right now. Like for instance, target farming like hard of old Krios's, right? And selling them for a pop, right? Every so often. That is the content that you get for being MG. Because okay. the idea with MG is you get to literally do whatever the fuck you want as long as it's like profitable. Well, with COF, you constantly have to like be like, oh, now I got to go like kill like Liath in the campaign. Oh, now I got to go do in this dungeon oh, like that, right? You have to like go 
to that specific place and stop the the gameplay while mg is just like i want to play like poe i want to play 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 push corruption and one thing and like just sell 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 like and buy everything i don't get right stuff like that well like cof is like I'm going to go have fun over here for a little bit. And then we'll come back here. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have fun over here. And oh my the God. CUF nerds oh, having fun. Okay. Like, oh my God. Okay. You can go. I'm going to let you talk real quick, but I have a really big thing to talk about. After sure. So, so the experiences that I've heard from other people about CUF is that it's just like, S tier. it's like, it's really fun to have all these like two LP, three LP items that are dropping on the ground already doubled and triple exalted items. It feels like, it's just like a loop pinata of all these things that you're able to find. It's random. You're not really target farming exalted items. You're not target farming idols. You're just getting a bunch of stuff. And if you're it's willing like to purple like purple rain, yeah. If you're if you're willing rain. to you know read those items, pick them off the ground, buy some stash tabs, so like you know have more builds for later. Mm. And like it's so far, it's a lot of fun. And I yeah. I don't like the idea of going back to the prophecy place to like pick up the prophecies. I wish I could do that from my like hideout, yeah, you so think to speak. That's bad. I have to go back to the merchant's guild every single time I want to interact with it. Yeah, that that is rough, isn't it? Um, yeah, way worse than COF in that regard. But you but like, also have to like go into parts of the campaign and shit like that to like do you know like so. So I haven't I haven't done any prophecies yet, and like I accidentally clicked on one that was like a tier four arena of champions, seen, and I just deleted I've seen it. Some of them. I was like, I've I'm not some, I'm not going to do tier four arena like, champions. Prophecies so are insane. I can definitely guarantee you. Right I, now. I've heard like, some people like clicking on their prophecies, like stacking them up, so like they only like boss kill, boss kill, boss kill, boss kill, boss kill, and they kill a boss, and it's like it's like all the things yep. all pop at the same time, and oh, that yeah. sounds there's been some wonderful. That sounds like a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it is a lot of fun, and it's funny that. You can do that with the idol drops and still have worse idols than someone playing MG. Because you can buy exactly what you want. Like, <laughs> idols yeah. idols uh, are so tricky. My next build, I'm going to play the Tornado Frostbite Shaman, right? Yeah. That, I, that people are talking about and I made a video for. I already have my best slot idols for that build. Are they, like, are they max roll too? Yep. Yeah. I've been investing in the future. <laughs> That's so pretty great. good. Investing in the future yeah. for Merchant's Guild. Yeah. Well, um, you have to because you have to spend your favor. So it's like, well, my current build, Good I want exalted okay. items, but I can't like buy anything for it until later, but I need to buy things to get to that point. So I'm like, okay, all right, I'm just going to buy stuff for later. I'm going to buy like, I, I bought like 10 double HP idols in a row. I was like, okay, let's spend this fucking favor. By the way, mm -hmm. that's insanely inefficient for favor spending because okay. we'll get into that in a bit, but yeah. But the thing I wanted to talk about that is the biggest thing that I'm so excited to talk about is effectively as it currently stands objective rushing in the old way is dead it is dead because to get favor you have to kill enemies so if you want to interact with cof which is really good by the way or if you want to interact with merchants guild which is also really good by the way you have to kill enemies. You will get cock blocked by favor if you just try to like objective rush like before, right? So if you're the kind of person that was just putting movement speed, forcing objectives, stuff like and that, and like running right? past enemies, yep, sure, and okay, you will not have a good time because you won't be interacting with the like prophecies. Will be like, I don't have enough favor to buy these things. You're not also you're not progressing as well because you need favor to progress. Yeah, interesting, right? interesting. So. Now, what they did was they made it so remember how I always say like killing monsters doesn't do anything? Mm -hmm. Remember that? Well, now it does something just in an indirect way, which I'm completely fine with, by the way. 
right? I'm completely fine with you. Well, it kills trash while you run. Well, that's what I mean. Is like that's the build you play now. You don't play a build where you just ignore everything and you movement speed everything, right? Now you play something that kills stuff on the way, and it feels nowhere near as bad as me. Like for instance, if I'm walking in the mono and I'm like doing corruption, right? pushing and i like double click on a pack of like a big pack of monsters i get favor for that it feels mm -hmm. no longer bad to do that anymore even if they didn't drop anything well i got favor right and corruption scales favor that's you a good know change that? okay good that is insane that means like whenever i've been pushing corruption i'm like oh wow i'm getting way more favor faster mm -hmm. now i might taper off at the end like the like the lp stuff but still, also the gold change for corruption is so good. Now we're dealing it's good? with numbers like a yes, because we're dealing with numbers like a million gold instead of like ten million gold, right? It's it's so so, so the gold change you mean is that gold change gold no longer scales with how high, high high corruption you are, so you're generating less gold on on average. So that's yeah. that's like people like the prices are smaller, like you're generating less gold. You're not like yeah, what, it's so. Just good because so, the numbers are smaller and easier just, to drop your yeah, mind around, like, or what? Yeah, have you ever played Diablo? Like, you haven't played Diablo. No. 3, but, like, <laughs> Diablo 4 and Diablo 3 have this problem in WoW, and economies in general, where they get this just inflation of numbers mm -hmm. in general. So, like, for instance, you play Diablo 4, and you start out, it's like, oh, I hit for 17 damage, <laughs> right? But then, like, in the end game, you're like, 55 trillion 55 trillion mm -hmm. and it's just absolutely absurd right like how can i wrap my mind around these numbers right mm -hmm. but with the merchant skills so far it's been like a good item right now is like 100k gold a decent item is 50k and then like a poggers tier like for instance my chest uh let me link it in chat here let me find it uh i gotta pull up the planner hopefully it's working uh you can talk about it more if you want while i pull this up because i want to give this as an example uh, that's if the planner actually okay. I might have to go in game because <laughs> fucking Ellie planner is down again. Mm -hmm. No, people in Twitch that are uh, live are asking what the gold sinks are in Last Epoch right now. And like, there's, okay, there's, like, there there's are, like, there's like, there's two and a half gold sinks, right? There's dungeon and the and the what is it called? There's dungeon and the fucking stash depths. Now and, and, there, and there's faction gambler if you want to call that a hat. Yeah. Now, now the gold sink might end up being a problem, but right now it's not a problem because no matter how much gold you have, no matter how much you spend or gain, you are always limited by favor. So for instance, what happens is, is like, how much gold would I be willing to spend this favor for? So like you end up in this point where it's like, oh my God, I'm in a queue. Oh no. Okay. My chest is like on a good base. It has decent mods. It has like T7 strength and like HP armor percent and like vitality on it. Okay. And it's on the good base. I just logged in, but yeah, it's like on the good base, right? That was 700k gold to buy. That was my best in slot chest for now, right? It wasn't the best. It wasn't the worst. It was like 700k gold and it was what I wanted, right? And I crafted on it and all that. Oh, Holy moly. Yeah. All right. Like, so that is like around where, but I've been buying like two LPR relics for 50k gold, right? Right. So it's just like the prices don't seem all, standardized. They're all, all over, over all over the place. All Got over it. the place right now. But like, I think that's fine. Right okay. Now. It's, it's 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 the throw of the market. That's like the good thing about the market. Do you right? find yourself sitting in the market hitting refresh? 
nope. No. I'm playing the game because I need favor. If I want to do things, I need favor. Essentially, like, like it's like trading, but if you had to like kill monsters to get trade tokens. And I, I like that part. I like I it. Okay. You're still that. incentivized to play the game. You feel like you feel like the thing that's limiting you is is the reputation of the gold? The reputation and favor will be the things that limit you in the end. Okay. If you're not playing, you will not have favor and you can't like and I'm okay with that. But there will come a time in the future, probably, that the gold sink thing will start to become a problem. But what happens is, right? I think what's going to happen is like just in general is when you start getting a bunch of gold in the market okay let's say things are selling for absurd gold because everyone has a bunch of gold right it might actually end up being good to go into the lightless arbor and try to buy and try to roll things because like i said it's more about the favor than the gold. So if, so if you have too much like, gold, you might as well go spend it. Yeah, you might as well yeah. go spend it. Like you're going to end up in a time where you have so much gold and nothing to spend it on because you're going to run out of favor constantly. Because if you don't know how it currently works, is, is like in the end game, when you get to the Merchant's Guild, listing an item depends solely on its LP, its rarity, it's like tier of affixes, all of those things, right? Those things matter. So like, for instance, a 4LP Ravis Void is going to cost five bajillion favor to buy. And at that point, it doesn't matter what gold cost you put on it because it's going to take you forever to do it anyways. You can't buy favor, but you can go kill for favor, right? But you can turn all that extra gold that is essentially becoming worthless at this point right because favor matters more for the good items right because it just becomes a nonsensical like whatever you just go to the lightless arbor and be like i want a bunch of glyphs of despair or i want to like try to gamble for like lp uniques stuff like that right for items that you want and i think that's what will end up happening but i don't know if the cycle will be long enough for that to happen or like but i feel like as though we're going to run into an issue where like all the items on the market are going to cost a bunch of gold. But then when you like, it's, it's weird. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how it's going to feel. I'm hoping that it's fine. It's just like, we might end up in a part where like, imagine if someone starts the season in like an out, like a, a month. Right. Okay. And they want to play MG and they start playing MG. Right. And then the item that they want, that would have been a hundred K gold day one is now like, 10 million gold because I need the value from my favor, right? I care about my, my favor than my gold. So yeah. if I post this up, I want a decent amount of gold, right? So essentially what's going to happen. But there's going to be so many items in the market at that point, right? Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. But like in general, it depends on what item it is, but what's going to happen is what do I want more? What do I value more? How many lightless Arbor runs is this item worth? That's, that's a good essentially one. that's yeah. essentially what this is going to happen. Like if I drop a one LP a, a one LP like a two LP Titan Heart, how many lightless Arbor attempts mm -hmm. do you think it would be worth 
to buy that item. I'm going to throw this number because... out immediately. I feel like yeah. when I do Lightless Arbor, if I'm trying to spend a bunch of money and I just don't care, I feel like yeah. 5 million is like a big juiced up Lightless Arbor. Yeah. And you got to think like, how many of those do you think you want to do to make up for the item that you're selling, right? Because mm -hmm. that's what you're doing now because gold is worthless outside of buying items in Lightless Arbor, right? So that means that like, essentially what's going to be happening is like, favor Lightless Arbor. Those are going to be like the things that measure. And like, if favor is like, like it, it's going to be like that. But now it seems like as though the game determines the favor. So like, it won't get so absurdly ridiculous with favor. Like okay. you, the player can't side the favor cost. Yeah, right? yeah. One thing that's, so, I said this before, but like if you were writing a dissertation on like online economies or something, this mm -hmm. is the perfect time to study yeah, what's going on in time, game. Yeah. It's like, it's so fascinating. If anyone's doing that, I can do interviews. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or, yeah. or you can just go COF and you can just like, <gasps> every time an item drops in the ground, which I mean, is a lot of fun COF so far. You just get Lightless Arbor runs anyways. You could, you could just do that gold, too. And like right? you got nothing yeah. else to spend your gold on, you might as well. Yeah. So <laughs> I think... The only problem I foresee with 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 Merchants Guild is just just how inflation is going to hit. That is going to determine whether or not I view the system being good. And in theory, that should be easy to fix. Mm -hmm. right? Like, imagine if there was like a lightless arbor chest, like a chest like mod mm -hmm. that was super rare, right? A super fucking rare, like ridiculously rare right and it was really mega expensive so you're like re-rolling to try to get it that would end up being like a gold sink so like for instance imagine there was like a lightless arbor thing that said like drop one high rarity unique with mm -hmm. lp on it right 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 what like you mean like you mean like the door at the end what if there was one that says like there will be a box that has a four no, LP item in it. No, you need to spend money on it. You need to spend money on it like okay. gold directly. So like, for instance, you know, like when you like refresh and the gold value gets mm -hmm, higher, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. essentially what you're going to sit at the lightless arbor, you're like refresh, 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 refresh. Because and then it's like the three problem LP is unique you're, item. you're not going to run out of gold. Yeah. You're going to run out of keys. So then what happens is, is like how much gold is a lightless arbor key worth spending on? Sure, right? okay. So if I click refresh, 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 that's How an interesting far is that idea. Number is going to get before I'm like, okay, this is worth it. Click, 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 click. Yeah. Right. Versus like, like how many lightless arbor keys do I have? And that requires you to guess what? Play the game because you can't buy lightless arbor's keys. Mm -hmm. So at that point, it's going to be like, well, how much gold am I willing to spend to not waste my lightless arbor key? Yeah. Right. All right. So let's yeah. so. Let's let's move on from it. I I wanna yeah. I wanna continue hitting a wide swath of things to mm -hmm. see like the what's the vibe even, on this. Even have a discussion about this is good. It's good. It is good. It is good. Like yeah. that means that it's not a complete new bait trap. Listen, forever. I'm I'm just happy that it's 1.0 and we have more things to talk about than just like me playing chess while the loading screens are loading. <laughs> like this, I'm I'm yeah. very happy that this conversation is going so well. Yeah. So when it comes to 1.0, we we've been live on this podcast for about an hour at this point. And we tend to do like an hour, hour and a half. And one of the nice things about this podcast is we do it every week. So we always have more things to talk about. What other stuff for 1.0 do you want to make sure we discuss right now? Uh, How big 
Okay, is... you know what? This is you know this is a good discussion. You know oh. what? Uh, I had someone come in my chat the other day, and he was complaining and saying that Rune Master was dead because that, his build that wasn't is working anymore. that is complete nonsense. But yeah, it I love it. I nonsense. love it. Tell me more. Now, I looked at his gear, right? We'll talk about Warlock and Falconer, and that's that's what this is going into. Okay, that's what this is going into, Kofara. It's actually segueing into that conversation. He was like, Rune Master is dead. And I looked at his gear. He was playing a Twisted Heart build after the Twisted Heart nerf with no HP on his gear whatsoever. It was like a core of the mountain with LP, like tier 7 int. He had like swaddlings with no HP. Sure. No HP whatsoever, yeah. right? And he was trying to play with Twisted Heart. It's like, oh, I went from 20k ward to 2k. I'm like, yeah, because Twisted Heart actually requires investment now. It's not bad. It just requires investment, right? You can't just play a 1K HP Andy like Runemaster and make Twisted Heart actually function for you. Now it is a reward for HP stacking, right? Like not as much as it was before, but Twisted Heart is still a good item, right? We can all agree with that, right? Like it's still a good item, right? Uh, so <laughs> it was just like seeing him complain, like, oh, my way of building Runemaster is dead. And it made totally me realize, dead. well, there's like 20 other ways of building Rune Master right now that do completely fine. Like, for instance, you know the Elemental Nova build that I played with Rune Master with like the triple invocation and the note yeah. that gives okay. you reward for intelligence? Mm -hmm. That completely dodged all the nerves. Okay. That build is still good. It was still getting to like 10k ward easily, right? With that version. So essentially, what this has done is it's gotten rid of all the dumb Rune Master stuff, like the like the sheet, like the the flame ward and all that, right? And it has made it so that, like, the class seems way more balanced than before with just a few targeted nerfs. You, you make me want to log into my Frostbite Frostclaw and see how much ward I can generate. Yeah. It's like, I, I've got a thousand life on yeah. that character. Now, the problem is you still have CFC, so yeah, it's Sure do, baby. But, yeah, and, like, that's what I was, like, and I was, like, thinking, I'm, like, well, what's going to happen when that, come, when that nerf hammer comes for Falconer? And warlock, right? Mm. And like, if people are like, "Oh my God, Rune Master's dead already," I'm like, "Like they changed nothing, and you're complaining about it." People are going to complain, well, but like CFC I, still exists, guys. I, I do, <laughs> I do like the changes to Rune Master, like across the board. I think, I think they're, they're all great. Fine. I think the only thing they missed, I think, I think there's two things I hate about the change to Rune Master. One, what the fuck is going on with CFC? What the fuck? They basically unchanged. Basically unchanged. I think if they made the reduced damage take it like 10% and kept the ward how it was, I think that would have been fine, right? It was it was strange, wasn't it? I was expecting a it's bigger nerf like, than that. Like, it was like, well, it was just the wrong nerf. It was like they nerfed the other part hard, right? It was CFC. You can explain it real quick if you want. Uh, I have a check command for virtually everything. CFC is Rowan's Frost Guard. I have an image that I just linked there live in Twitch chat. So okay. we, I, I, I do like... Like transitioning to talking about Warlock and Falconer, yeah. uh, there's a ton of cool stuff to do. It almost seems hard to make a bad Falconer build, hard to make yeah. a, a bad I mean, Warlock build. Went. And that right. was like my point with that guy coming in my chest. Like, oh, like, oh, like my Rune Master build. Well, his Rune Master build was a bad Rune Master build, but it was still generating 20k ward. Yeah. Right? Like, remember the guy, like, remember when we were playing the Lightning Blast build, like the stupid Spark Charge thing? And we're Don't like, you we're call that stupid. Play. You get we're those words out of your mouth. In arena, well, it's not stupid. Like we were playing in, like he was playing in arena. He was like at one k waves, like a sure. meh build, yeah. right? And he was still doing fine, just because of how much ward he was doing. That's very interesting to see that kind of dichotomy. Where like that was 
that was how powerful Runemaster was. And even with these nerfs, like maybe it's like maybe a, maybe half as strong as it was, right? <laughs> and it's still really strong. So and I'm curious what happened, what's gonna happen to Falconer and Warlock because of that. I, I do like that they released in a strong state. I think it's better to release strong. Yeah, I, I enjoy that too. Yeah. Like imagine if like Falconer released in like a Forge Guard state, right? Ugh, it'd be the biggest yeah. meme. It it reminds me, and like you were you were around for these jokes when we were talking about Singularity when that was first edited yeah, in the game. Same thing. And I'm like, yeah. I wish that Singularity it's like it's like was more busted. more hit based damage, yeah. but like you can't crit at all. And you know what they should do for Singularity? Real quick, one percent more damage per five total attributes with non crits. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. That would Love be it. Cool. Yeah. Um. Something but like I, I wish I wish the singularity would have been buffed. I, I wish it would have released in a stronger state so that people would be more encouraged to actually explore it as opposed to just like look at it numerically very small, disregard <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like that's sense. where we are currently with Falcon and Warlock, where it's everything's strong. And people want to and feel encouraged to explore all kinds of stuff because everything scales off then of every stat out. and it's hard to make a bad one. And that's then excellent. Then we can figure out what's actually broken, like, you know, CFC. And, I, I don't you know. I don't mind it. Like, it's strong as fuck. You know, like Shadow Dagger's like, still busted and Bleed Warlock's insane. Remember and that bug whatever. Amaranthi found with, like, the teleport zero mana cost meteor cock thing? That existed for a few months. Yeah. Imagine if we all didn't test it or test anything like it, because guess what? They nerfed the Meteor Belt off the bat, right? Mm. And I feel like as though premature nerfs, like you said, it ruins Creativity, yeah. Well, it ruins the balance like okay. thing, because cause the way it work, like the way balance should work, at least in my opinion, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but like it needs to be a, a, an action and a reaction. They add Warlock, it's good, they react to it by nerfing it. If you if you nerf it beforehand, like for instance the net trap stuff, right? Then no one wants to even play it in the first place to mess with it, right? Mm -hmm. And then no one's testing it, right? Ex stuff like yeah, I agree with that completely. So we can talk a little bit about Warlock and Falconer. I'm I'm playing a Warlock right now. I feel like what I'm doing is stock mm -hmm. standard. I, you haven't done anything with Falconer yet, have you? I dropped a two LP blood roost, so Falconer will probably be my third build. Got you. Wait, you found a cool item on the ground, and now it makes you want to play a build. Yeah, wait, that's I'm an exciting thing to have up. happen, isn't it? All right, so I'm playing a warlock. I'm scaling necrotic res, and I'm using thonic fissure in order to apply torment, and like torment is the brunt of my damage. I don't know if I want to do um, torment end game. Maybe I'll end up doing something else. Maybe do witchfire stuff. It looks. Uh, no, sorry, not Witchfire, but Ghost, like Ghost Flame. Way. You can you can do yeah. Witchfire. I'm not going to. I'll do Witchfire. But uh, like maybe maybe Dam as well. If I can just farm up yeah. the uh, the two handed axe for that, it sounds like a lot of fun. But like I'm just just scaling damage, and all damage is good damage when you're playing a warlock because everything is scales really well, and who cares? So so far it's like smooth sailing comsies, and I'm really enjoying it. I like um, the top node in the warlock skill tree, like. You dam on spell cast, you dam yourself as well. And the tension between damming yourself and putting all those ailments on yourself, and also like you want ward, but like your dam stacks are eating away at your own ward. And you want dam stacks because they give you more damage, but like do you want to cleanse them off yourself if you go on low health? And yeah. that tension, and like do I want leech if I'm a ward based build? Am I a ward based build or do I just like am I a life based build with 3k life so, and I happen to like that tension yeah. between offense and defense? I think is very, very good. So we're like nailed I think that what for you me. Do. I think what you do 
is you play it. And oh. Play it. Oops, all, all, oops, all these damned ailments. And that's what you name it. Just like ailment this, ailment that, just like scale damage over time. Yeah. I think so I think that's a totally appropriate build. What you can build. do, too, is you can armor stack with the armored mitigation gloves with double, like the, like the, the affix with the, mm -hmm. like the, you know, like you can get like 40% of that. And then you get like less poison damage taken with aura decay and stuff like that. I think you could do something like that. That would be fun. Yeah, Maybe less like damage taken from damage yourself. or like armor applies to damage over time. Yeah. Like, Having that as a way to mitigate self damage, nice. With like the aura of decay, just turning it on, having the ramping node, and then turning it off later. Cool. Right? It's an active play style. But mm. <laughs> Sounds awful. <laughs> it does sound awful, but yeah. Um, I did hear one very interesting piece of technology, which kind of disappoints me, but I'm going to talk about it anyways. Oh boy. Um, a, an item that I think perhaps is problematic and maybe needs to be reworked in some way is that item you get at like level five, level seven, um, gambler's oh, fallacy. Oh, no, gambler's, no, no, gambler's fallacy. Yeah. Gambler's fallacy sets your base critical strike chance to 105. So it works with Falconer. It, it uh, works with, it you, works with you all take Falcon stuff. off your bar. You put the amulet on, you put Falcon on your bar. You take the amulet off. Your bird has plus a hundred crit and inherits that. Oh, that's just that's just a snapshotting issue. They, it is they a snapshotting issue, they but it's really strong. Issue. Like for instance, remember the one with like the the death rattle plus the totem thing, and that that's like, been fixed. Yeah, like they'll fix that eventually. That's fine. Uh, wait, wait, I have a two LP doublet of Onus Toll and a two LP Blood Roost. What the fuck? <laughs> I just noticed. Bleed that. Falconer, here we come. But no, I'm gonna play bleed fucking. I'm gonna play like I'm gonna play like Blood Specters. Fuck Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen have you seen anyone mess around with the um with David Harbour's helmet? No, but I have seen a lot of people assuming they know how good it is. Uh uh I saw a clip <laughs> of it was somebody it was somebody from Twitch chat shared the clip. It was like Arborus or Amrathi or somebody. Some some minion gamer. Oh, you know who mm -hmm. it was? It was a car. And yeah. he uh he had it hitting for like 450k and it like four shot a shade of Aerobus. Just like bonk, yeah. bonk, bonk, bonk. I I assumed it'd be good. It's People a like, lot oh, of like wraith skill tree is really good, guys. It is. It is. Um, it it actually it excites right me to play it. Like I don't I don't like having fifteen minions running around, but having like one gigachad like that, right. it kind of sounds cool. I like the idea of it a lot. Wraith Lord's Harbor is. I could buy one for eight k. Really, eight k is All a right. very low price tag. That is a very low price. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, quick buy. Cool. No, You're really shopping while we're doing a podcast. Look at this. Well, guy. No, this is what, this what Merchant's no, 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 Guild no, 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 does to a guy's brain. No, 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 no. I wanted to look at. I want. We were talking about Wraith Lord, so uh, I wanted to see if it was expensive mm, because it's a new fancy mm, item. Okay? Likely story. Likely story. Yeah, I wanted. I wanted to talk about it. <laughs> totally not redeeming some of the cells I got. Totally not. Oh, my reputation number is going up. Listen, as long as you no longer like actually play maps like you used to on the podcast. Now you're just you only market manipulation. Hey, hey, I, I, I only wanted to look at the Wraith Lord helmet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So let's. How about how about like a, a build that you're excited to either try yourself or see somebody else try. Uh, my friend King, the guy, the same guy with the one punch paladin. Build, sure, sure. He is a big, big, big fan of Cold Stone Elementals. Cold Stone so, Elementals are the ones that come off of Avalanche. Yep, and they were bugged. They did not scale with attunement at all. Okay. At all. Literally, not at all. Nope. And that was bugged. 
In the old version, we used to play, we tried it, I tried it. We tried with the Yulia boots, right? To do like mint ice cream cold sonar. This was like two right? months ago, right? Like pretty recent? It was, yeah. yeah. And it was pretty bad because like, you know, you'd have to, you know, they're temporary minions and you have to keep them alive. And if they all die, they lose the temporary maelstrom buff, right? But if you were aware of all the changes that has happened so far, minion flat melee damage is everywhere now. <laughs> you can get it on your Falcon Fists with LP because mm -hmm. it's a generic item, remember. You can get it on the affix of your weapons, right? On your suffix, right? You can do it everywhere and get all this minion flat melee damage that Cold Stone Elementals did not have access to. And the reason why this is so important is because Cold Stone Elementals are what I call like an exponential scaling minion because the more release you have, the more damage you have, the more leech you have. The more leech you have, the longer this cold stone elementals last because they're like wraiths, right? Where they decay. Is there and... a cap? Nope. <laughs> and the more damage you deal with them, the more you have because, of course, they leech more mm -hmm. and they survive more, right? Mm. And now the attunement scaling is working with them. You can make sure they don't just instantly get fucking one-shotted, right? So all of this combined means that and like it might be really good because the old problem with the old cold stone elementals is you didn't have enough flat, so you had to use the Yulia boots, and that took time to set up and they could die mm -hmm. and it was awkward. He is literally just running through models, letting the cold stone elementals do the work for him with like a traversal skill. Huh. It is just so stupid right now. And it's gonna be very we're gonna be doing a video about that once he gets it into endgame. That, it's going to be very fun. That's adorable. It is very uh, okay. It's not even a. It's not even adorable. It might be just like, like damage, like ridiculous damage. By the it way, it might just be like a new meta. It build. might just op. Yeah, like uh, not op. Not meta. Huh? Because like it's still a shaman. It's melee minions, right? Mm. Melee minions. That's the problem there. Mm -hmm. But like, it's still. It will be fun. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> okay. What are you looking forward to? There, there are some builds I'm looking forward to. Uh, how about? There's one that I'm like really excited for, but I don't want to say it out loud. Should I say it out loud? Oh, I don't know. I know how that feels. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> don't worry. Yeah, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm gonna save I'm, that one in my back pocket. I'm being I'm being very careful of what I talk about and what I don't talk about because I have to be. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. It really is that is the season of discovery here. So. It is, and like that's the fun part too. Man, imagine yeah. if they were like a tier list. Okay, never yeah. mind. Let's move. <laughs> uh, what do I want to see? I want to see. Um, I want to see more Profane Veil. We we, we like talked a little yeah. bit about Profane Veil, and like Profane Veil has Profane Orbs in it, and they scale like forty five or sixty percent. I think it's sixty. It's like sixty percent more damage per curse on the enemy. And they also have other more damage multipliers in Profane Veil's skill tree. And like Profane yeah. Veil is kind of a busted skill because you have a hundred percent chance to dodge. Yeah. I think right? you can do that, and you can keep it like up, and you can use the curse thing to like. So what you do is you yell "fuck" a few times, and all of a sudden your cooldown's gone, right? So like, I, I think like, I think it'll be cool. You can get like cast speed with like spirit plague, and it's like cast speed with curses. You get cast speed while curse on idols. Like you're gonna so much cast speed. I I'm I'm interested in seeing profane orbs because like I'm 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 kind of eyeing them on my build right now, and I'm I'm like I'm like do I want to play torment, which is like a spell curse? Do I want to play damn? Can you tell me something? 
So when it says cast speed of your curses, does that only scale with the cast speed for curses, or does it scale with all cast speed? All, all cast speed, including cast speed for curses. Oh, thank God! Yeah. So that that'll be good. It's that including it like it like kind thank of double God. dips on the note God, of the top of the mastery. That's gonna get so that's gonna get so absurd. You're yeah, gonna, like go into like profane form. You're gonna be like that. You're gonna be like an arc survival evolved. You don't know an arc survival evolved. There's a button that you can press that makes you poop on the ground for fertilizer. Like it just comes out. You just press the button and like you can just spam click the button until you're out of fatigue, right? And as long as you're gaining fatigue, you can press the button forever and make like a pile of poop on the floor, with, like art, like with art, right? And this is what profane form is going to be like. Like that's what it's yeah, going to be it's like. it's basically <laughs> like the infinite poop glitch. It is. Yeah, it, it really is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to title that YouTube video. <laughs> you gotta start it with the clip from art, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried to be excited about something and you're like yeah it just sounds like you're dumping on well, the floor and then and then you can convert to blood and you could call it bloody diarrhea i don't want to have to edit this before we put it up i'd rather just yeah. put we're gonna I'm move good, on once again i'm good uh i have I have, a, I have a closing thought for you and the closing thought is this so we saw we saw rune master yeah yeah. Um, like I, before Rune Master, we saw a uh, druid, yeah, yeah. Um, so druid's uh, skill that you got level 15, specking into his werebear form, and the skill that you got that's for, pretty good, by the it's, way. It's a pretty good one, it's got a lot of, lot of utility built into it, it's very popular, fun, yeah. Um, runic invocation is what Rune Master gets access to, and like the experimentation phase for a new play, player, uh, just don't do uh, don't do uh, what is it called, Hydra user anymore, hmm. and you're so, good. So, Thonic Fissure is just like amazing for leveling. Yeah. Lots, heard, lots and lots of I heard the single things. target like starts falling off a little bit in the end game. I was uh, told about that. So so torment might fall off. So we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. It depends how much yeah, you have. I watched some clips about torment too, right? I don't know. Yeah, so yeah. Um and then Falconer, of course, has Falcon, which scales yeah. in every which direction. And there seem to be a lot of different things that you can do with it, including just like Falcon minion damage, yeah. So we can talk about Forge Strike right now. Like, I was I was gonna say how do you feel like about guard, right? Like Forge Strike almost almost has the identity of being like the linchpin build or the linchpin skill that scales the rest of your thing and it kind of ties the room together because it has the forge weapons, but forge weapons are just a little bit yeah. just a tiny bit bad. And like it's not bad. Or sorry, Forge Strike is not bad. It's just like it, I mean it's it's it is it is okay. It's forge strike it's using forge strike is kind of garbage. Um but like looking looking at other skills, and we we got to talking about this. Things like detonating arrow. Detonating an arrow mm -hmm. does not tie the room together in the same way as like these newer skills do. And things yeah. like imagine, imagine if a blade dancer build. Imagine if like sixty percent of blade dancer builds used dancing strikes, and well, they all used it in a different though. way. That would require it to be good. Well, I, yeah, exactly right. So runic invocation is used by like basically every single rune master. So and all in different. They got ways. rid of. The non-attack speed scaling on Tempest Strike, and it looks way better now. It does. We get that for Dancing Strikes now. Yeah, it scales cooldown right now, doesn't it? But it would be nice. It would be nice. Um, the the signature skills of the last couple ma like large scale mastery rework reworks that we've seen end up being like eighty to ninety percent of that class. They use that skill, but they don't necessarily all use it in the same way. Your wear bear. But you might be a spell build or melee or, or like a vine bear thing, minions. Or you're swapping between transforms. Yeah, or, or. Like the swarms. And like runic invocation, you might yeah. use it for offense or defense or this kind of thing, but like you're specking into it. It's so like every single room master mm -hmm. has that spec.
Even every single falconer for utility until teleporting, right? <laughs> every single um, falconer is going to have a falcon, whether you spec into it or not. But it still ties the room together. And like Thonic Fissure is definitely the same way because it has all these procs on it. Like, what if what if detonating arrow had that kind of synergy? Because well, like you could you could play. Close, they're slowly doing that with stuff like explosive trap. They are, right? yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, like it's it's getting there. And I think detonating arrow is a good skill when you shoot it and it's not like you're playing vents and like fallout and there's like a chance for you to miss, right? I think it's great when that is like I think that there's going to be a really good detonating arrow build. Stay tuned. But I think that there's going to be a really good detonating arrow build that I have planned that I wanted to play, but like I said, I also don't like playing uh bats either so i don't like i don't like having like a 20 percent chance to miss every single time uh -huh. that would, you know that, that helps a lot right but i do have plans for detonating arrow good should like that like the keystone or not the keystone like the the class skill for void knight be anomaly at level 15 i think a racing strike would be fine if you like like what you said before the the void rifts actually mattered like for yeah. instance imagine if the void rifts nodes inside a racing strike worked with Bought void, void rifts, rifts from other sources inside abyss like inside uh you know uh what is it called a uh, devouring order yeah like that right like i think i, I think void like rifts that. need that synergy that we've seen in other classes pop up yeah, and yeah. they could easily do that that would be fine um that's like a quick fix right like kind of like how they do gathering storm right sure. yeah gathering storm is exactly what made me think about that I think Storm Totem is fine. I think Storm Totem just needs like a, a tree update in general. It'll be fine. Like give it like, oh, Storm Totem on hit. You gain like gathering storm stacks or a chance to. Like that mm -hmm. would instantly like make Storm just Totem. Just something else that ties together. Like not, not just one build, but like lots of different things. Like Holy Aura is just Holy Aura. That's fine. Uh, then like... I'm just trying to think of the others. Like Necromancer has Wraiths. Wraiths are pretty good. Uh, that's fine. Although Dreadshade should be the mastery skill. I think Dreadshade should be the mastery skill as well. Yeah, Dreadshade should. It would also make leveling as Necro not painful. Uh huh. Right? Uh, Lich, which is fine where it is. It just needs like a quick revamp. And then, like, uh, you know, Warlock, like you said. So, like, that's like all of them, right? Am I missing any? Beastmaster, Beastmaster gets Rapture? Uh, no, it should be Frenzy Totem. <laughs> it, should be it should totally be Frenzy Totem, shouldn't it? Yeah, it should be Frenzy Yeah, totem. it really should be. Yeah, mm. but yeah, it's fine. That's really old design. It's fine. We'll get there. They did we'll get buff there. Raptor, by the way. The f they did. The fact that a small little breath of life, like Healing Hands finally getting a skill tree... Makes... Power and act like makes it does, it changes so yeah. much. Like there's so many Void Knight builds and so many like Paladin builds I want to play. It's not even funny. And like it's, what it's like, like Warlock's brand new, Falcon is brand new, and you and I are like fucking healing hands though. And gathering storm. Yes, man. Just like man. a tiny little breath of life, a tiny well, little synergy okay, introduced to be somewhere. Fair, it really helped too because of the the new armor affixes by the way being yeah out and useful right? 700 armor helps a lot right yeah mm -hmm. it's good to get excited about yeah. that i think that should be it though i think that we, i think we had a good time we'll, i think, I think we'll that's re, a good time we'll reconvene next week when we can talk about more cof and like we can we can since this was the merchants guild episode we can talk about cof and more and i have people tweeting in my ear about cof as well trust me i oh, i know F what cof F is like yeah but yeah 
Sounds good. This is a I'll good, good, good hour and a half cutting off point. Yeah. We'll, we'll reconvene. Totally we'll dismiss not trying for a week. to end it so I can play more. Totally not. I mean, I want to log back <laughs> in. Okay, so we had we had server downtime. We're going to log back in. I'm going to be online mm -hmm. for like another six hours. You're going to be online for another 12 hours. It's going to be yeah. Friday night, baby. Woo! I should go make some coffee too. I should probably go do that. Yeah. This has been... pizza staring at me. <laughs> you have, you've been sitting there with pizza and you're not eating it? I want to talk. <laughs> wow, the willpower. I'm not sure I could do that. Yes. It's been episode 41. This is the first podcast of 1.0 for Last Epoch. It's finally here. The game is beautiful. The game is mostly playable. I hear from Twitch chat that the servers are going well right now. There's unbelievable amount of hype and people are having so much fun playing the game. I couldn't be happier. Dread, don't check the Steam reviews. Don't check the stupid ass Steam reviews. Dread, thank you for sharing an hour and a half of your time on a Friday night at 1.0 launch here Wait, with me. Before we leave... The new MTX is fucking amazing. I oh, it it's all. really good. Right. I I just uh, I bought some. Now we can <clears throat> yeah. I bought some as well. I, I had a good time. I, I, had, the MTX. I had to I had to I had to convince my wife. Did, well, did you uh, see the happened? shield? Well, I, yeah, I saw the shield. I bought it, and then I was like, I was like, please come here. And she's like, Babe. okay. I was like, come here. This is what I bought. She was like, <laughs> you can spend your money. <laughs> like it's a business expense. <laughs> I'm going to write it off my taxes. It yeah. Listen, oh. if it makes people tune in to watch you, it's a business expense. Exactly. It's, it's part of it's part of who you are, Dread. Yep. Uh. See ya. All right, let's call it quits there. Dread, we'll see you next time, buddy. Um, He's dipping. I'm going to continue doing an outro. If you're watching this live on YouTube or on Spotify, uh, make sure to let us know where you're watching it so we can make sure that you have the best experience possible with wherever you're consuming this media because we want to make it as good for you as possible. Episode 41, awesome. I'm going to go play some Warlock, and we will see you next time.